episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. We're hanging in there, Chris. Hey there, <laughs> hello to our <laughs> listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, season 10, episode 6, Chris, the first dinner party episode. So where, sir, would you like to start today? Well, just before we hit the dinner party day, we did get Melissa and Josh eyeing out their differences regarding, you know, intimacy. And, and she's like, you know, it's just between us and blah, 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 as much as there's the camera there. So they seem pretty sweet. They kissed each other and, and that all seems to be resolved day. So I don't think there wasn't much, was there? Everyone was just packing all the bags, but they did seem to concentrate on that for the first couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, they, they replayed the whole conversation. And I I think... When we recorded last, all that time ago, yesterday, um, yeah. we said that, oh, I, I in particular, I thought, is she forcing him to say that they slept together for the cameras and give the big whoop-dee-doo kind of thing? I, I'm sort of on the fence. I, I think I still feel like that, but it's not completely absurd to think, well, he was just being a little bit coy about it so they maybe did sleep together and i'd love to know what our listeners feel like i mean maybe maybe that should be a facebook poll chris did melissa and josh actually sleep together or not well what do you reckon do you reckon they did and he was lying initially or do you reckon they didn't and she was saying look why would you lie you know why would you lie about that you know you've got to be telling everyone we slept together well, I only said yesterday, I, I said there was something in me when I first heard it. See, it was like, something's not right here. She, is she bullshitting? But I, I'm sort of coming around the other way, Dave. I think he was trying to sort of protect her and it backfired because she literally is just, she's telling everything, isn't she? She's probably telling what positions they got in, what fucking, what got her off and everything. She, there seems to be no filter. So I definitely did. I honestly think they did have a bit of action and he's not wrong with that. But I just think, he doesn't want it broadcasting, whereas she's quite happy to vocalise it to everyone who wants to listen, Dave. So, but I, yeah, I feel like, and and I'm more on the fence than I was yesterday. I was quite quite convinced yesterday, I think. But it's the way that, like, I mean, he does look like he works in accounts, doesn't he? I mean, he, he's not he's not the alpha male that she describes and yet she's so over the top and enthusiastic about him and when she's going on about yeah they had sex and like yeah he's thor's hammer and he's a fucking freak she didn't use the words but you know that she's used them plenty of times before freaking the sheets oh he's amazing and stuff it's like you're just overselling this i'm not i'm not buying it are you telling me that the guy in his Toy Story pajamas, as soon as you switch the lights off, was a fucking Dirk Diggler. I, I, I just, I'm not <laughs> buying all the things that she's saying. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm leaving the door open a little bit to say, well, maybe he was just, yeah, being uh, thinking he's being gentlemanly by saying they didn't. But I don't know when they replayed it. Like I say, I'm on the fence. Fairly certain that we won't hear anything about it in the. Uh, commitment ceremony this time, I don't think. Whatever it is, everyone will have their story straight. But as time goes on, I think we might get the answer to that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So just that. So that was the little little star today. That was cheeky, like having cheeky little hors d'oeuvre. 
Yeah, that's like having tomato soup in a restaurant. You don't really want it, but you know it's part of the free course meal, so you've got to sort of have it with a bit of bread. But don't fill you up too much, Dave. This is the Can worst you warm analogy up me ever. soup for me, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember having that, going, "What the hell is this?" But anyway, yeah. so we get to the dinner party, Dave, and before the dinner, just as we're coming into the party, we get a little VT, and we see Harrison, and we see Jesse, and. My hate for them two was growing ever stronger as the episode <laughs> went on. And then what what gets me is Harrison is with Bronte in the car and, and he's, 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 they don't really speak. But then he starts, I want to talk. So they're sort of talking pre-dinner party. Well, that's a coincidence. These fucking judges are going to be there judging him. You know, he's done nothing with her. He's told her he's not attracted to her. He's been right wanker. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I think we should need to sort this out. So he's giving her a false hope that something's going to go on. And I've got to say, I mean, we'll talk about everything that happens in the episode, but I think he is fucking despicable, Dave. Even we talked about Love Island and some of the contestants, but I think this guy could be one of the worst contestants on any of these shows. Great for us to watch, but as a, as a human being, fucking hell, complex isn't the word. I, I don't think he is that complex. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's fairly straightforward. The thing I'm struggling with is the lying is so obvious. It's so out yes. there. The thing that I'm more confused by, and, and in terms of complexity, it's like, what what is going on here? Is Bronte's part of this? Because when it gets... A bit heated later on. So Melinda, you know, I mean, she should get her own house in order, really. But, you know, she smells a rat, doesn't she? With this whole story, she's like, that doesn't seem right. And it sounded like she'd been on the rough end of similar things like this. It's like, all oh, right, so your mate came forward with this information. And you're saying, oh, yeah, she just wanted a five minutes of fame. Well, that seems a bit weird. But okay. And then... Like, everything just didn't add up. It's like, oh, yeah, I sent her this message. What, before the show, then? Well, no. Yeah. (laughs) And you could just tell, and even the judges, Chris, were saying, you know, he's he's got nothing. He's got nothing here. She's cornered him. He's got nothing. And then he sort of switches tactics and tries to deflect and speak about all this other stuff. And Bronte goes off and says, oh, maybe, maybe she's got a point kind of thing. I'm like... Come on, are you that? Are you that naive? I was going to use a different word there. Are you that naive that you bought it hook, line, and sinker before? Like you smell no rat at all. It's like, what's he going to say? You know, he looked like a naughty schoolboy when she confronted with him at, at the first time. But then when she find out, finds out her mate was a bit pissed off about the whole bridesmaid situation, she's like, "Well, that absolves uh, Harrison of everything." I'm just not sure I'm by it, Chris. I, I'm not sure is she playing us here. I mean, th- this is not like a, a an 18, 19, 20-year-old young woman we're talking about. You know, she's, what, she's 27 or something? She's, she's later 20s at least. So I, I just don't buy the naivety. Uh- it's interesting that because I think that he's just despicable, Dave, and I'm sort of taking it at face value that everything he's done is a disgrace. Like Melinda, you're right, Melinda. I, I, I don't know how she became a voice of reason. It's a bit like Tom in Love Island. All of a sudden, he was the hero we, we got, <laughs> yeah. not that we deserve. This is a great man once said, but 
it, it was so strange with Melinda, considering what she said about Leighton, but she was right. She laid into him. He's, he's, his excuses, his body language, he kept putting his hand over his mouth because he's afraid of what's going to come out. He couldn't look at anybody. And, and it was, I don't even know, what was the girl called? Because I haven't got everyone's name right. The, the blonde lady was the one who, who said that, which I thought was weird. Stopped the whole dinner party and went, right, uh, I want to hear your story, Bronte. I thought that was a bit set up. Oh, oh, that was the Mormon girl, wasn't it? But there there was another blonde one, and I'm like, fucking hell, am I having a stroke or something? Which one was she? I lost a bit of that myself. I didn't recognise her. I'm like, maybe it was the makeup, but I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I I guess we did binge quite a bit, you know, with this and Love Island as well. So I I wasn't really sure who who she was. I'd have to go back into the notes and stuff. But yeah, that was weird, that, wasn't it? And yeah, so I, uncomfortable. It's like, you know, you, you're not glued to the seat. You could just go, use your fucking legs and go and sit next to Bronte if you really want to know. But no, you give it your old ding, 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 ding. Everyone yeah. be quiet, please. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was no need for that. The, the only slight, leaving the door slightly ajar... She did say about the whole Mormon upbringing thing, and so maybe some of the social etiquettes are maybe a bit lost. I don't know. I haven't grown up Mormon, so I don't have that frame of reference. So that's the only yeah. slight out I'd give her. Yeah, I just and I'm just going back to the Harrison thing, Dave. He's just a fucking blackguard. The whole thing about and he's saying to Melinda, "Well, it's no, it's no." Uh, it's, what does he say? It's it's not a story that I was seeing people on the outside. Well, you didn't say anything to Bronte until her friend Jess came with the fucking receipts. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> you're this fucking honest person of virtue. He is a scumbag, Dave. He's a lying scumbag, in my opinion. And it's no wonder the way his life has turned out, because he's just lying. He's lying to himself. I thought what he did to turn it on Bronte was disgusting, Dave. I thought it was proper coercive control, how he can turn around to it, and I'm going to quote and say, I want you to show me that you're into this as much as I am. What is he into? Yeah. He got into bed with her, he had sex with her, and then told her he wasn't sexually attracted to her and fucked her off and didn't speak to her. But as soon as we get to the dinner party, all of a sudden he's got a voice again and he wants to be this hero for the screens. Very much like Dave Ritchie from the UK one that we got the tea off, didn't we, where he he only turned up for the fucking <laughs> God, show and yeah, turned yeah. it on. So... So I'm not buying anything Harrison's saying, and I think he's a. I'm, I've gone this time, Dave. I'm fuming with him. I thought, what a disgrace of a person. At the moment, it could all change. We know that, but he's only in these dinner parties now to see if we can cop off with of, of the uh, other couples. Dave, he's going to definitely try and put a wedge in between somebody for me, and I'm, I'm here for it because <laughs> it's going to be great TV. But I think he's a disgrace <laughs> of a person. But I think he's. <sighs> I'm trying to think that what's the thing about a leopard changing their spots or something. I, I don't think that's quite the phrase I'm after, but I mean, he is a leopard. <laughs> you know, and it's like you point at yeah. him and go, he's a leopard. I'm just questioning everything else around him. You know, it, it did make me laugh where he's like, no, I'm, I'm like, the person I was then is like, you know, it's, it's, I'm a different person now. It's like, look, you were seeing this girl the day before you got married. Are you telling me you've had this come to Jesus moment and you're like a completely yeah. different person now? I, I, I found it funny that, you know, he was trying to shelve it in that way. But again, I've got to question the whole circus around it. It's obvious what Harrison is. 
he is a prick. And and what I'll say, Chris, is I, I, I infrequently get on my high horse and stuff and, and talk about the, the fact that these shows could be used for good and they could be used for, you know, examples of gaslighting, coercive control, you know, and you, you can show them to people and say, well, this, this is what gaslighting is. He's a fucking good gaslighter, you know, because that's exactly what he was doing. The way he turned it around and made the whole problem um, about Bronte and started to try and convince her of a different reality and convince her that she's the one that's crazy, you know, and, and I was sort of happy to hear, so I can't remember, I think it might have been the blonde girl whose name escapes me, but... She was talking about well, this this gaslighting so obvious. Yeah, <laughs> it's so obvious. Um, so it may, you know, like I say, I, I just I'm struggling to buy Bronte's side because it should be a case of this guy is he's all the fucking walking red flags. Chris, if I was matchmaking, I'd put fucking Tom from Love Island with Bronte before I'd put Harrison. <laughs> he seems like a safer pair of hands than Harrison, but. What are your reasons for staying on the show? It should just be, look, I thought you were going to match me with someone because I wasn't doing a good job with it myself. But this guy is a fucking dick (laughs) and a lying dick at that. I'm off. I'm off the show. You know, they're not... They're not fucking tied, you know. It's it's not... They're not going to go to prison if they walk off the show. I think that's why I'm... I'm not just solely focused on Harrison. It's like the whole circus around it. It's, it's, I, I, I'm just not convinced why someone wouldn't walk out. No, but but and you're right because they're going to move in together now. We see that. However, Dave, just moving on for that, and I, I still stand by it. He's a disgrace. However, the main event of this episode wasn't Harrison and Bronte for me. It was Jesse and Claire, Dave. Now I'm <laughs> trying to give Jesse as much slack as I can. Like, I, I think he's got some, I think he's got a form of ADHD or something. There's something going on there with him. He's got severe anxiety. There's something off with him. But the way he delivers what he's feeling and, and his, his total disrespect for Claire, it's just downright rude, Dave. It's, it's rude. It's horrible. Um, I, I just, his delivery, some of this shit, I wish I'd got a toaster in a fucking bathtub to speak to her. It's like, what? That was about Bronte, fuck? wasn't it? Yeah, Bronte. Yeah, he found like... himself in the in the crosshairs of Bronte and he didn't like it. But what was no. it? He said, I, I'd sooner have a date with a bath and a toaster. <laughs> Just fucking what brilliant. The fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> it, it, it's so... Sorry, sorry. Oh, go, go, on, go, on, go on. I thought you'd finish. No, no, no. So, so I just thought... I was trying to give him a bit of something, like there's something there. Because we, we, me and Sam were watching, we were just like, it's just not, his delivery is off, David. It's something not right. It's nervous energy, but it's coming across in a, dis- like, it's really despicable the way he, he's speaking. But I don't think that's going to change. And poor Claire's there. It's like, like you've just said about Bronte, just get out, pack your bags and go. You, you're, you, Is it worth your extra five minutes of fame to be with this guy? Because he does not like you. And there's no way... He's going to change his opinion of it. I would be amazed if these two make it, Dave. Yeah, hundred percent. And the thing I'd say about Jesse, right? He's a knob, right? Quirky doesn't even come close. You know, he's quirky on yeah. steroids. 
I would not like to have him as a friend. Right? I, I, I would not like him in my friend group. I think he'd just be so fucking annoying, so inappropriate, so intolerant of just fucking everything. It's just like, go over there. I just don't want anything to do with you. But on mass, Chris, on my reality TV, <laughs> I think he's fucking gold. I think he's brilliant. And the thing is, it's the lack of poker face. It's the, you know, the, the fact that he sits there stewing, and then you get the commentary, wonderful pieces of editing where, you know, he's being grilled a bit with the questions, and he, he's saying, "Oh, you know, when I'm faced with something, I do just freeze," and you can see it that he's freezing and stuff. I think, to be honest, this is a, a textbook case where you'd say, "Look, mate, it it doesn't matter who you get paired with." doesn't matter you need to fuck off and work on yourself or be prepared for a very fucking lonely life that's it it's it's quite a simple choice there's i mean i'm sure she's possibly i don't know she might be a bit fucking annoying i mean they were talking about stuff that was off camera weren't they they were talking about they were in the news agents or something ready to get on the plane and she was being really loud and sounds like he's really paranoid on, on the plane and stuff that she's talking too loud <laughs> just think fucking chill out a bit uh, so yeah I, I tell you what I, I did feel really sorry for her though when you know she brings him over a beer and he oh what was the thing before that because I had a bit of a chat and he's like yeah I don't chase women I don't I feel like He's very effeminate, right? He said that himself. But I feel like that's some sort of macho bullshit fucking term that he's learned somewhere along the line. When he said that, it didn't really feel authentic coming from him. So I I, I just don't know. I, I don't know what is going on with him. I mean, there is no hope. But if these experts... If John is on form, right, and he gives him some fucking brutal truths, I I don't hold out any hope for this couple. You know, he's got far too much kind of work to do on himself. But I could see that he could be helped a bit, you know? Because like I say, I I don't think uh, he's not going to be happy with anyone in life. No. No, I, I, I'm with you on that, Dave. And I think it's going to be interesting how, and let's be honest, the fucking experts, these two are the epitome of they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just making shit up. I keep saying it every I don't know why I keep saying it, because we know it's it's the same fucking every series. But this is the one of the worst couples they've ever put together. And, I mean, you had that little dust-up with Paul for the UK one. <laughs> and he he acknowledged as well. Just, not oh, to, it's like yeah, he was scrapping <laughs> outside the pub. Fucking well, come on then. Fucking it was a virtual dust up. <laughs> yeah, virtual dust up. But but it was the fact that he acknowledged to a lot of other people on his timeline that it's not right that the experts only see them come through the door. So when they're actually yeah. coming through the door, that is genuine. They don't know. They don't know any of the context of what we're seeing. And I'm pretty sure probably a lot of this is shot out of sequence anyway. They probably shoot all this all over the fucking show. So it might not even be shot in the timeline we're watching it. If it is, then they should at least see some of it. They should be like just showing a little bit of a VT of each like couple or something to give it context because it, it did it in the last series of the UK when it devalued everything 
that that they're there for, which I know there's not a lot of value for them in my opinion, but they're there for a reason. And then they look stupid because they were siding with the wrong people. They were coming yeah. up with all these conclusions, and and it made no sense when we watched it because we it, it the, the backstory and this little story you told about what they're like in real life, and then you, they come to this dinner table have a big kickoff. This last UK season was the epitome of the formula gone wrong. So I don't know whether it'll do it this series and they're aware of what's happened in the UK one, but it was a massive, for me, it was a massive thorn in the side for the series because it just, the continuity was just not right. I think it's very easily fixed. Just a bit of voiceover before the, you know, the dinner party starts when the experts are sitting down. And it's just, you know, it's a reminder. The experts haven't seen what's going on this week. So this is the first time they're seeing him interact. Something like yeah. that. All, yeah. all you have to do. And he just yeah. reminds us, the viewers. I don't think it's quite as bad. In the Australian seasons that we've seen, it, it hasn't been as obvious that they haven't got a clue what's going on. I think it was just a poor job on the the English production, wasn't it? Because they looked fucking stupid. They were like defending the undefendable douchebags of the season. It's like yeah, <laughs> they're saying, "Wow, well, what was his name? The fucking Matt, Viking the bloke, fucking Mac? Yeah, Matt, like making Matt, him out what like a great he's a guy. great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen him be a fucking wanker fucking... all week, and they they did. They looked so stupid, and I don't think you know the, the Aussies seem to have it a little bit better, but. To be fair, Chris, I mean, you can give give them a bit of slack, can't you, about matching people up in the wrong way. But I did think they had a grasp of the English language. But when Mel was talking about, what's the girl who's got the cystic fibrosis and, and yeah. she's got this wonder drug? And then she talks about, her, you know, she's got this chance and she's got this elongated life. And I was like, elongated? What the fuck? And so I was like... I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> so she means like an extended or, or I think she means extended or something. But I had to look up the official uh, explanation of it, Chris. So elongated. Long in relation to width. <laughs> Stop fucking boasting, Dave. Stop boasting. <laughs> but again, it's just dream. a dream. Complete. Dream. I'm like, how did how did that slip by? It's just uh, again, we all. I'm not. I'm being fucking Jesse. I'm being a bit of a dick here, but it was just the wrong use of of words. It, it's like Chris. Show me age now. When when we go back to uh, the original Star Wars, now called A New Hope, and uh, Han Solo says, "Oh yeah, we did the castle run in in ten parsecs or whatever." It's like, but that's that's like saying you did the castle run in twenty meters. It's a unit of distance, yeah. not fucking time. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> that's the misuse of the word. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, back to Jesse. I, I hope I'm hoping that they do give him a, a a few home truths, and he actually listens. But I think I'm I'm being optimistic there because, like I said, when we saw his talk with John, I said, "Well, why would you even have him on the show?" Yeah. It's clear. Whoever you put him with is going to be in fucking therapy for years, right? You're just putting him in there because it'll be a bit of entertainment for us. But yeah. you're not That's actually what... trying to, to match him with someone. Yeah, and, and you're right. And also, you know, Claire is going to get the backlash of this, isn't she? She could be in therapy for fucking years. That's what I mean. Guys. So That's, That's what I'm talking about, Claire. Yeah, so she's no... the one who will be in therapy. You still yeah. there? 
Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm just <laughs> gathering my thoughts, David. I'm just gathering my thoughts. So <laughs> I'll tell you one thing and one last thing before we ride off into the uh, podcasting sunset is there was a line from Melinda, just going back to them slightly with Harrison, when she had a go at him saying, why are you on this show? You mm. obviously can get girls, so you can get a relationship. We're, and I thought it was very, very strange dialogue because she said, you know, we're, you know, I don't understand why you're here because you can get with people. And I was like, wow, I've never looked at it like that. Maybe she's actually there for the real reasons, Dave. I thought that was an interesting uh, conversation. Hmm. <laughs> see, <laughs> not see the, no, I'm not buying it. So for me, Chris, do you remember our favourite? God bless The Bachelor. I do sort of miss it, you know, Dave. You know what I miss about The Bachelor? Once a week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> we fucking moaned about that, didn't we? Oh, it's on for an hour and a half. Fucking God, felt, hell. Felt fucking long, though, didn't it? Um, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name now, but the fact that... Uh, oh, what was it now? It, it got out that he'd thought... So it was The Bachelorette, actually, wasn't it? And all the guys get wind of the fact that this one guy had held, uh, you know, thoughts about maybe being a future bachelor. So maybe yeah. he doesn't actually want, I thought, was it Katie's season? I think it might have been Katie's season. And, you know, he thought, well, you know, I'm not that interested in Katie, but fuck me, if I get to be the bachelor, you know, yeah, I can, you know, I am made then. I'm set for life pretty much. You know, I can be this minor TV celebrity, and uh, all of the guys, it was a proper witch hunt. And they all yeah, fucking cornered him. And they're like, how dare you? You know, you're not here for Katie. Like, you've got 20 blokes all here for the same woman. <laughs> you know? It's like, you're not here for her. <laughs> you're thinking, you have thought about being The Bachelor? Outrageous to think about being The Bachelor. The fact that this... As, as this precedent has been set for the last fucking 20 years where we have this this weird setup where people who failed in one season get to be the bachelor or the bachelorette in the next season you've thought about it for me that's that's how i felt when i was watching that melinda conversation where everyone has to pretend that you're all there for the right reasons but you know what most of them are not there for the right reasons they're all there for the fucking fame we all know harrison is there for the fame He's he's got no fucking interest. He could walk out. He could walk into a pub or a bar or whatever in Australia and pick up someone. I am pretty sure, you know. And so he's just taken his uh, a, a brief time out from his his current life, and he's gonna you know get all the followers and everything, and then he'll he'll be happy in his little social media life. <laughs> I hear that, Dave. <laughs> I think it's the same though. It's like it's this game, isn't it? It's like you are not here for the right reasons. Oh my god, I cannot think of anything worse. Hitler is more redeemable than you. Yeah, and we remember that well, don't we? Because good old fucking Clayton was part of that witch hunt, and then next minute, three episodes later, he's booted off. But we get this weird segment playing with the kids, and like he was some fucking father of the year, and then it was like, oh. Oh, meet your new bachelor, everybody! And he's like, yeah. oh, so Clayton was playing the game as well. Again, Dave, another IKEA wardrobe and fucking personality. What a guy! Yeah, I mean, he basically looked like the bachelor already, didn't he? You know, he looked yeah. like the fucking presenter who'd been the bachelor years ago. And and to be fair, you know, he was so shit as the bachelor and gave me 
possibly my favourite moment on The Bachelor, <laughs> where he stood there and he was like, oh, I've been in- intimate with all of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then but made it about him. It's so hard for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was funny three times, you fucker. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, not so much after. So but... <laughs> not after both the time, but... That was the thing he, he got out of that, didn't he? Because he blamed it all like as if it was like a big thing, wasn't it? And he, he just literally got out of it. And he was like, well played, sir. How you've got out of that, I do not know. But that was a great bit of gaslighting as well, wasn't there? Because the one who he ended up with, the third one was the one that he really liked. The fact that he fucked the other two did, didn't matter. But, you know, she said, oh, well, that's a bit of a deal breaker. And he goes nuts. And he's like, I can't believe yeah. it. Why wouldn't you let me know that this is a deal breaker? It's like, well, it's kind of implicit, really. But, uh, <laughs> you know, God, are, are we missing The Bachelor, Chris? Because it kind of feels like we've spent a few minutes on it, reminiscing about it. So we're certainly not going to be covering that one anytime soon with, with these two on the go. But I think we might be missing The Bachelor, Chris. I, I think we might have a bit of so. Stockholm Syndrome or something. I think we do, Dave. It's the one episode a week that does it for me. I've got to say, it does seem pretty tantalising, doesn't it? As much as you love talking about this stuff, and then one episode in, and we're going to be like, "What the hell are we doing, Dave?" But uh, yeah, let's 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 just go past that very quickly. But uh, honestly, guys, thank you. We're trying our best for this daily, daily, not daily, whatever the hell it is. Podcast. Um, I'm not sure how long this is going to last, but we'll keep going. And so basically we'd run each other into the ground, basically, aren't we, Dave? And then, yeah, you know, it, yeah we'll see. It, I just, it may not be sustainable, I'll be honest with you. It's 10 episodes a week. We've got to watch and then record. We're not complaining because <laughs> we love the podcast. We love doing what we're doing. But we never realised that maths was on at the same time as Love Island. So, uh, you know, we'll keep doing it as best we can, guys. Um, and that's not to be negative. We're just trying to be a bit honest there, aren't we, Dave? Because it's a hell of a schedule to keep and- up. And to be fair, I mean, we have such great supporters and listeners, you know, who gave us loads of good feedback, keep us honest as well. So when we do stray off, they, they, they'll put us right and stuff. No one's forcing us to do this, Chris. The only pair of dicks that are forcing us to do this are us, because we started off, we didn't know the series were on, but we were like, maths, we'll keep it, you know, once a week, and then we're done. Yeah. First episode comes out. Fucking hell, this is amazing. <laughs> Let's jump on. And then we've just kind of fallen into this. And it is. It, it, the, the trouble is, right, I almost feel like we could do Love Island as a week thing. Because fuck all happens for so long. And you, you're going off breadcrumbs. Whereas every episode of Maths, you know, there's something to talk about. So I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We, like I said, we, we're, we're going to carry on. We're going to uh, persevere with doing it as many times as we possibly can. But, you yeah, know, I just don't know what that is. <laughs> Let's see, Dave. I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> anyway. Uh, so <laughs> for two episodes. So if you want to email us, guys, cdrealitycast.gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast.com. And as always, massive thank you to all our Patreons, patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So today's roll call of honour for the second time, Dave, is Ken, Lucky Lula Green, Lauren Tracy, Hennessy Susan, Priscilla Didi, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Baggy, Kristen, Katie, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, and 
Emma. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Please get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are going towards 500 followers on there. So thank you so much, everyone, on there. And get involved in all the chat because there's loads of different things about all these reality shows that we're covering and these little bits of tea spilt and everything. So great stuff over there. Absolutely. And I know you just read out the email and everything, but... I mean, honestly, if you could get us in some emails and some perspectives, because I think in particular, when it gets so messy, it becomes, you know, you can interpret it in many, many different ways. So you and I haven't exactly agreed on on the way we see different things. So, uh, yeah, email us in and let let us know how you're feeling about it. Right, Dave, it's time for us to have a well-earned two-hour break, Okay. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Had that before, but yes, you're on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, sir. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to all our supporters. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.